Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Get ready, Terp fans, because it's time for the Maryland Matt Chat. Join us as we talk Terp wrestling with head coach Kerry McCoy and staff. Now, on to the show with your host, three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, Jason Bryant. Episode 18 of the Maryland Matt Chat Wrestling Seasons here. The University of Maryland Terrapin Wrestling Squad has had its wrestle offs or its inner squad match and then of course we kick off wrestling season november 1st terrapin duels wrestling pit buffalo and davidson before we get to this weekend's upcoming action want to talk a little bit about the weekend with coach carrie mccoy carrie the red black wrestle offs this inner squad concept has really started to to kind of sweep the division one landscape there's a lot of teams doing it now it used to be you know a ranking match here and there of course when you were at lehigh you know they were doing it uh you know oklahoma state's done it for years but this is something that's really um you know a lot of the d1 teams and even all college teams are adopting it why the uh the public intra-squad type of match for the university of maryland well there's a couple of reasons behind it um probably the biggest thing is to is to show our our guys off to the public you know it's the first chance they get to see the guys that will be representing, you know, some or all the guys that will be representing the team this year. So it's good for the fans to come out and see what, what we're working with. Um, right along with that is the opportunity for the guys to, to get experience, put the singlet on, be in front of the crowd, be in front of an official, you know, dealing with the new rules and regulations. And, you know, we do it in practice, but to actually do it in a real live-er situation, I mean, it, 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 it's not a, a, anything that gets recorded. Um, doesn't go on to seating or anything like that, but you know, live situation where they're in front of the the main crowd, in front of the referee, to give them those those butterflies and get those jitters out, so they can do it. The other thing too is we have them get down the weight, you know. So it's a the first time they get down the weight, they won't be, or the first time they compete, it's not their first time getting down the weight. So, you know, so there's a lot of things where it's all practice for the end of the year, but it's an opportunity to uh, to showcase our team and get those guys ready to what for what to expect during the year. The uh, the wrestle off or inner squad, you know, part of a bigger weekend, basically a, a kickoff weekend of sorts with alumni functions, socials, and uh, meet and greets, and a, and, a, and a banquet there at Heritage Hall. So uh, basically, let's let's recap that weekend. How did things go for you? How did things go for the alumni? And uh, how did things go basically for the program as a whole? I think it was a good weekend. We uh, we saw some guys that went out there were fired up about competing. We saw some guys that you know showed some areas that we have to improve on and. It's just like you do when you go to practice. You see some good things, see some some things that need to improve on, and you, and you get back to work at the next day. So we're excited to get back in the room and work there. We had a great crowd, you know, one of the bigger crowds that we've ever had to come watch our wrestle-off. So that was pretty exciting. And then uh, our kickoff banquet, had a bunch of people come up there, you know, over 100 or so people that showed up to, to get us officially started with the season. The wrestle-off is the, the, the signature event, and the kickoff banquet kind of wraps it up for the weekend. 
on Saturday, we had some alums come back, watch practice. We had open practice. We had alums come in the room and watch and then had a little social to get to interact and, and bond with some, some guys that hadn't been back in a while and some guys that are around a lot. Um, then we had our open practice on Friday. We had a lot of fans and family come in. So it was a good weekend. Great way to start our season and you know, really get our guys fired up and be ready for the next coming months. A lot of these schools are having open practices before football games outside. I mean, you, you've seen it. You know, it's still warm most places right now, and it's still football season, even though it's not really really warm up here. Uh, but uh, you know, you're seeing these out. You know, seeing places take it outside to expose people to the sport of wrestling. When it comes to like an open practice, I mean, what is the, what is the you know the, the 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 practice plan like? Because I mean, are you putting them through the exact same type of practice, or is it more uh, more conditioned to people that might not be familiar with wrestling or is it something that's just like all right we'll just run a lighter practice today uh no we run a regular practice i think the biggest thing is to get the fans an opportunity to come in and, and see what the guys are doing and see how hard they're working um, we make it a little bit of adjustment so the, the fans get to see a little bit more of the guys activity you know they don't want to necessarily come in and watch the coaches teach for an hour and a half but they want to see the guys drill they want to see the guys wrestle so um put them in different different situations but it's um, it's part of the, the whole design. I mean, we basically design our practice plan for the year and just happen to open it up on those days that, that we have the, the, the fans and, and public are allowed to come in. So not a huge difference, not a huge change. But again, the, the, the guys tend to they get excited when people are coming to the room and get them that little bit of that nerves, just like they would in competition that some people are watching a little bit more. And some guys, you know, it's just fun. Mom and dad come in and uncle, grandma, grandpa come in and watch and they like them to, to be around. So. It serves a lot of purposes, and you know, realistically, um, our ultimate goal is to get ready for March. So we don't you know, we don't adjust for too many things, but it's always nice to to have something that little add a little extra excitement in the in the room that day. As far as the uh, the black wins, eighteen to nine, wrestled eight matches. And as far as the team score goes, you had about uh, five. Looks like five exhibition bouts. Uh, you know what was the difference between two? Obviously, you had a straight dual meet with the weight classes, where the exhibition just kind of extra bouts. Or you know, how did you decide uh, decide to size those wrestlers up and match them up against one another? Um, kind of a combination of things. We uh, you know we like to showcase as many guys as we can to get out there and, and perform. Uh, we had our challenge matches last week to kind of set up the, the ranking and who was going to face who. We had a couple of injuries during the, those challenge matches, so some of the guys didn't get a chance to, to wrestle then, so it was an opportunity for them to get up and get get their match during the, the exhibition. We had a couple of injured guys that were out of the lineup, so that allowed us to get a few more matches in where you know, typically you don't want to have people sit in the gym for, for four hours watching matches. So, you know, we got an opportunity to sub one or two matches in and out for the injured guys, so bunch of combination of things and how we get to there um ultimately it's uh it's an opportunity for those guys to practice whatever the routines they need to do to get ready to compete and you know some of the matches had a little bit more weight than others um you know obviously we have an inner squad it's going to set our rankings so you know, some of the weight classes it's oh yeah we really need to see how this guy's going to do against its eye competition because in the wrestling room you know they've been pretty even so let's see what they do with the referee and in, in, in the singlet um, some of the guys just give them a chance to expose themselves to that 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 atmosphere, knowing that they're probably not going to compete right away. You know, we'll give them a little bit of time to get their feet under. So, just really uh, on a case by case basis on what was going to help the guys be ready for later on. 
seeing these guys in, in, in match shape for the first time, looking back at last year's inter squad versus this year's, who do you think's made the most progress from last year at this, this exact point to, to this year uh, as, as we had the, uh, the first opening weekend? Um, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I'd say one of the guys that's really done a great job and, you know, as far as coming back from last year is Tyler Goodwin, you know, just all around top to bottom, he's really stepped up his game and, uh, you know, has been become a, a more of a, a, a vocal voice, you know, as a leader in our team and his work ethic has, has increased a bit. And, um, you know, he didn't get a chance to wrestle against Jeffrey Alexander this weekend, but he went out there and he wrestled one of our really good freshmen, Nick Casella. And uh, really went after him, scored a lot of points on his feet, on the mat, you know, really got after him and and, uh, and put on a show. So it was exciting to see him go out there and open up and not just try and keep a, a match close. Um, so I'd say probably, you know, as far as year to year, that was a good showing. We had another guy that's a returner, Mark Calabucci, who's, you know, fifth year senior, transferred halfway in last year. So he um, missed the wrestle off last year, but came in and just getting the transition of being from from one school and getting his feet on solid ground here in Maryland and had a chance, wrestled a, a pretty good freshman, Jaron Smith, who's a two-time Maryland state champ and, you know, went out there and just kind of opened up, you know, went out there, scored some points on his feet, got some takedowns, got some turns and you know, really showed that he's ready to, to compete at, at this level. So we still got some areas that we need to work on with him, but, you know, some of the matches he had last year, he didn't perform as well, just, you know, maybe the nerves are still getting used to being here, but now he's got almost a full year under his belt here and working in our system. He, he showed a, a good bit. So excited, excited for those guys as well as all the other guys. I mean, we got, we got some freshmen, we got some, some upperclassmen, good combination of, of experience and, and opportunities. So I'll just keep on building from here. So the guys that won the bouts on the uh, in the red black match, those are the guys that are going to get uh, primary uh, primary go right there at the at the first weekend at the Terrapin Duels against Pitt, uh, Buffalo, and Davidson. Are you going to, like you said last episode, keep a few more guys out and, and mix and match? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, again with our freshmen, we've got to evaluate and see if if they're going to use this year, if they're going to look to redshirt. I know uh, two of the freshmen that that competed and won on on Sunday, Wade Hodges and Brendan Burnham have expressed the, the desire to compete this year and are excited about getting in the Big Ten competition and, and fighting for for some, some mat time and an opportunity to compete at the end of the year. So those guys are probably the uh, the higher probability of, of being able to compete this year. Um, you know, guys like Nick Casello is a freshman, and um, you know, he, he's got Jeff Alexander, and you got Tyler Goodwin there in front of him, and you know, those guys are a pretty good one-two punch, so Nick would – Right now, I'm probably leaning towards redshirting him. Um, Jacob Restrepo won his his match. He was the close match with uh, redshirt freshman Patrick Garrish. And, uh, we have Lou Mascola at that weight at 157. So, you know, we'll see how the uh, probably hold Jake out this weekend. Lou and um, and Patrick will be the guys getting ready for uh, for the Terrapin duels. And then we got the Binghamton Open next year and see how that goes and decide. Um, so, you know, that's one, one group of freshmen that – are ready to go and one group of freshmen that will probably pull back. And then we got a few other guys that are kind of in the middle here and we're going to see how this week goes and make the decision. But, um, you know, at, at the, the weight class that got competed, uh, 25, both those guys will be, be in the mix. Um, you know, they've, they've gone back and forth in the practice room and, and had a good match there on Sunday. Except 33, you got Tyler and Jeff. 41, we got Bannister and Rappo. 
Um, Bannister won the match. It was a good match. Billy went out there and gave him everything he wanted. Uh, 49, Wade Hodges and, and Matt Pente both will, will be in the in the mix. Um, Wade being the front runner as a, as a true freshman. 57 will be Lou Mascola and, and Pat Garrish. 65, we got Tyler Mannion in there. Uh, Brendan Burnham won the wrestle off and then Derek Ivanovich. So we got those three guys that are going to be figuring out whether or not you know, we use Brandon or Brendan or not. It's uh, We'll see how the week goes. And then 74, Josh Nook. He's a guy that was the, the returner from last year. He's you know, recovering from some, some injuries, but he's going to be in that mix. And then uh, 84, 97 heavyweight are, are returning guys with Mark Calabucci, Garrett Wisniewski, and, and Dawson Peck. And then Sean Twig is going to be uh, in the mix there as a, a 97-pounder. He's making the drop from heavyweight. So you know, as he gets his, his weight normalized and he can feel comfortable training at a good competitive weight, we're ready to get him excited, uh, get him in and see what he can do. Yeah, the one one result I think that probably uh, kind of opened my eyes about it the most was was Brendan Burnham. I don't know much about him. Uh, what's a little, you know, give the fans a little bit of background on Brendan Burnham. So Brendan comes from Pine Ridge High School out in, in Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area. Um, really good kid, hard worker. He placed in the state as a sophomore, then he got injured his junior year, didn't get a chance to compete at the state tournament. Then his senior year, he uh, had a pretty good year. He was on a state runner-up football team. And uh, wrestle state tournament had pretty good, pretty good bunch of guys around him. I think you know just coming out of WPL, I think the, the top four guys in the in the Whippeals were you know three of the top four guys were top three in the state, top four in the state, and you know he just happened to be that fourth guy and lost to lost to another guy and got to the state tournament, had some close matches. So he's um, he's been been working hard, staying healthy, getting back from some injuries, and you know just wants to be wants to be good and wants to be, wants to be better and, and keeps working. So I'm excited that he's, he's here and he's pushing, pushing the, the older guys in his weight class to get better. Yeah. Not quite one of those Rudy esque type of stories, but a guy that had a pretty good career, but he's just in, in, in a, in a rugged wrestling area. Of course, those that know wrestling, the Western uh, Pennsylvania region, the Whippeal, as you said, uh, that's, you know, there's hammers that come out of there that, that don't have an opportunity. I mean, uh, to, to, to win state championships. So, uh, you know, that makes his backstory that much more interesting when, uh, when he develops there for your program. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, you can, you can look at a whole bunch of different people throughout the years that, may not have won state championships, may not have placed in state tournaments, but the hunger and their drive and their desire to be the best is pushing them. They had great college careers. So, you know, we expect big things out of Brendan for the, for the next couple of years. And you know, the biggest thing is that he just has that attitude of, you know, just, just go all in and you know, do the best you can do. And he's getting better every day. Notice we didn't get to see the, uh, you know, the Redwoods wrestle with uh, Dawson Peck and Yusuf Hamida. That's, you know, two guys of, of very uh, big stature. I mean, so uh, we're going to see, obviously, you, you mentioned that you're going to see uh, Dawson uh, this weekend. But, uh, you know, uh, you know how, how is Yusuf, uh, the, the active heavyweight from New York, doing with uh, the gargantuan Dawson Peck? <laughs> well, it's funny. We, uh, you know, we had our banquet and a couple of people walked by and they see Dawson standing there. Like, wait, is this, you know, is he lost? He's supposed to be down at basketball practice. You know, he's 6'8", and then Yusuf is 6'5". So, you know, you don't see typically those type of body types on a wrestling mat. So when they get after it, I mean, Dawson's definitely got, he's got a few years of experience on him, and he's, uh, you know, a little bit ahead of him. But Yusuf is one of the hardest working guys we have, and you know, he just wants to get better every day and can take this year of experience and, and continue to grow and, and push himself. And I, I'm excited for when he gets in competition because, He's getting pushed pretty tough in our room. 
we've got a lot of guys that are uh, you know around his weight that that really make him work hard. So when he gets an opportunity to go and get against some guys that may not be uh, may not know him as well and may not be may not be able to avoid some of the things that he does, it's going to be fun to see what he can do at this level. But he's he's improving every day. So already this week, we've seen uh, Penn State head coach Cale Sanderson make a call to James Franklin of to, to borrow one of the wrestlers with uh, the football players with wrestling experiences. You know, with with guys like Peck and Hamid up there, you know, six eight six five is is the Terps basketball coach Mark Turgeon going to give you a call at, at any point this year if you need some frontline help on the defense? Yeah, I, I doubt I doubt Coach Turgeon would want Dawson out there on the. Uh, on the <laughs> he might be a good. Uh, a good person to stand there and pretend like hey, he's good for five fouls a game. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, he's his skill level may not be very very high when it comes to being on the on the hard court. But he definitely could score a point and a half just uh, just by looks. But then again, you know, when you look at the way things are going, especially with our basketball team, we got a few seven footers out there. So Dawson would be you know average size at best. So yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that. <laughs> but we know you're not going after seven footers to fill heavyweight from here on out because you've got six eight and then you got six five. You're set for a while with the height. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now we just got to get that depth a little bit. Now uh, turn the turning the page a little bit. We'll talk about the Terrapin duels coming up. But uh, before we get to that, with the season here, there's the Terrapin pool. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the fundraising there with the Terrapin pool, and I'm putting the emphasis on the pin there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So a few years ago. Some schools, some of the programs started out with a, a basically a, a pin pool. However many pins you get through the year, you get get your fans to make pledges, and throughout the year, as as the team accumulates pins, that that raises money for the program. So, you know, when uh, a couple teams did it in the past, we kind of caught wind, and we did it a few years ago, and it, it worked out pretty well. We made made a couple bucks here or there to help the program, and you know, kind of faded away for the last year or so, but then decided this year let's bring the pin the pin pool back get our guys more engaged, get our fans more engaged, and, you know, put a little bit. One, one of the saying here we, we talk about a lot in wrestling is pins mean more. And, uh, you know, getting that bonus point mentality in and then just also rewarding our program with our fans for, for getting those those extra bonus points. So excited to get it back in. Um, all the information on the pin pool is uh, is online at, at uh, terpswrestling.com, and you can find the information on our, on our website, umterps dot com slash wrestling and have a link to the pin pool so we're really fired up about uh getting that going again also speaking of the uh, the social media aspect and the website aspect of it the ha- the the twitter handle's been slightly modified it was umd wrestling now you can just simply follow them at terps wrestling so uh at terps wrestling of course if you're looking for umd wrestling you're not going to find it because it'll be or it'll be somebody else by this point but it's at terps wrestling uh started this season so november one kicking off with the terrapin duels at the xfinity center pavilion taking on pittsburgh at 11 45 buffalo at 130 and davidson at 315 looking at these matchups on paper some of your guys are going to get tested right off the bat obviously pitt spent most of the year last season ranked in the top 10 uh, in terms of dual meets but uh, they've got some guys coming back. Dom Forrest is moving up to 133. He's going to be a strong test right there right off the bat. Mikey Rashado dropping down to 141 from 149. And this is this is a funker. This is a very unorthodox type of wrestler that that uh, baby J. Alfred Bannister is going to have right off the bat. Uh, Cody Wirchak at 165. Nick Bonacorsi at 197. So the Pitt Panthers strong through, uh, throughout their lineup. And uh, what, are you, what are you looking forward to uh, the most from your young guys when it comes to matching up with the Pitt Panthers? 
as I talked about before, you know, everything is practiced till March. We're trying to get our guys ready for the competition, be ready to perform at the NCAA tournament. And, you know, no better way to start off with a, with a team that's been very successful in the last couple of years. And they've uh, got some really good guys, national rank guys. So our guys have to be ready to step out right away. It's kind of, you know, in the international ranks where first round of the Olympics, you can wrestle the, the number one guy in the world, returning world champ. Um, you know, so you have to be ready right off the bat. So that that's really the biggest thing to make sure our guys are ready, that they got to face top-level competition from the start. Um, from there, it's just an opportunity for them to prove themselves that they can compete at a high level. Pittsburgh has been one of the top teams in the country for the last few years. They've had a lot of guys that have been successful. So, you know, when, when you step out against a guy, you know that you have to be ready. Bannister going out and having to wrestle Ricciato, and it, it's going to be interesting to see you know, him down. He was a decent-sized 49-pounder, so him down to 41. It's going to be interesting to see how he does. But, um, you know, Bannister definitely up for any challenge. When the lights are on, that's when he performs the best. Um, and, you know, just throughout their lineup, they've got a lot of really good guys that through the years have proved themselves on the high school level and, you know, a handful have proved themselves in collegiate level. So every one of our guys have to be ready to step out there and represent being at home, you know, in our, in our home gym and, you know, protecting our, our home turf is, is something that our guys are taking pride in. So be ready from from the first whistle and, and go out there and, and, and get after it. And, you know, from there, just kind of keep on rolling to the next one. Then wrestling Buffalo at 130, John Stutzman returning to his alma mater now in his second year. This was a program that was ineligible for postseason competition last year. They compete in the MAC. Uh, they're, they're eligible again. They were dealing with some APR issues with a lot of changeover with the, with the staffs and whatnot. And I'm looking at the, at the Bulls lineup and pretty much this is, this is a, fr- a bunch of fresh faces or guys that, that transferred in, uh, with Stutzman from Bloomsburg and redshirted. I mean, guys like Colt Cotton have experience, but then they've got, uh, you know, their upper weights really, really young, really talented. Jake Gunning at heavyweight had a great summer. Uh, Nathaniel Rose, interesting story, kid from the Bronx, New York, wrestled for Trinidad and Tobago at the World Championships this year as an 18-year-old. So uh, already that kid's got World Championship experience. But uh, you know, when, when you get, you've obviously known Coach Stutzman for a long time. He's he's always been a good coach, no matter where he's been. This is kind of a, the start of a new era for Buffalo. What makes them kind of a, a team to look out for on Saturday, or excuse me, on Sunday? Just that, I mean, he has his teams always primed and ready to go. Doesn't matter if they're nationally ranked. Doesn't matter if they're state champs. Doesn't matter if they just, you know, came out for the team. He, he's always done a great job of having his guys ready to go, especially in the dual meet season. And, um, you know, similar to say with Pittsburgh, our guys have to be ready to go and be ready for a battle. Um, the teams that Coach Dutchman have, have coached have always been very tough, very hard-nosed, very, uh, very, very disciplined, and, um, you know, solid competition. So, they may not have a ton of experience top to bottom, but they've got guys that have shown that they can have success. And, and, and Stutzman's been a guy that's shown that he can he can get the best out of guys. So we have to be ready for for a battle. And you know, as we talk about a lot in wrestling, we can't we can't take anything for granted. We can't say that oh well, this guy's a freshman or this guy you know didn't wrestle last year because it doesn't matter. You know, they're going to step foot on the mat. They're going to be fired up to wrestle against a big 10 opponent and you know being at the university of maryland and it's uh it's it's exciting exciting for for them to be on our campus excited for us to have them you know a lot of the kids that are on the team are kids that we've recruited so we we kind of know some of the kids there and you know a lot of teams that are our team you know they recruited so it's kind of one of those things that it's just a battle of a battle of of two teams that want to fight to be at the at the top and finally, things wrap up 315 against Davidson 
College out of uh, Davidson, North Carolina, more known for their basketball program. Bob Patineski, the head coach there, uh, not really traditionally very strong. Matter of fact, last year it was noted that uh, one of their 84-pounder, uh, Scott Patrick, became the first guy to win a match at Nationals since like the late 60s. Uh, looking at their lineup, just get or their roster at least. Looking at the, your your best bet is probably going to be at 165 uh, as far as the best match. Adam Flat, a kid from Georgia, uh, placed in uh, placed in Fargo and Greco, actually made the finals one year. I think it was in Cadet. So uh, he's he's probably their best guy to look at from a matchup standpoint. But uh, this is this is where these are all D1 matches. These are all matches that are going to count for qualifying and the RPI and uh, the you know whatever alphabet soup that that is the end of the season. So. Uh, you know, all three opportunities to get get victories individually and as a dual meet team. So uh, Terrapin duels coming out on Sunday at the Xfinity Center Pavilion. Now it starts at 1145 against Pitt and again, Buffalo 130 Davidson at 315. And uh, Coach McCoy, as we wrap up episode 18, let's just uh, let's here's the push. You know, you know, put those pledges down for those pins come out on Sunday. It's the start of the college wrestling season. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it, it, it's funny. We've been talking about it for so long. As it happens every year, you, you talk about what the expectations are for the year. You talk about what you're trying to accomplish this year. You talk about what you want to what you want to get out of the season. And every day, you talk about your goals. You talk about what we want to do and how we're getting better. And you find yourself eight weeks out saying, "Hey, you know, it'll be here before you know it." Six weeks out, four weeks out, two weeks out, and then you know now we're at the where we're one week out. And a lot of the guys that got a chance to step on the mat this weekend, they got a little bit of taste. But next weekend, it, it's really here. So. Time flies when you're having fun, and we've been having a great time, so we're really looking forward to the to the next, this coming week, but really for the next six months, because uh, you know, this is what we're here to do, this is what we're all about, and let's get after it. Head over to matttalkonline.com. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian.